It is a Father's Day edition of the Wind Daily Podcast. I am Scott Engel. I am the king. I am fantasy here with the weatherman, Mark Paquette. Uh, Mark, happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to you, Scott. How's it going today? Going good, but uh, you know, before we get into breaking down the games, there was a big trade in Major League Baseball as the Yankees acquired Edwin Encarnacion. Now, we all know he's going to be very often a good daily play at home. As uh, you know, he's got the 21 home runs, and you know he's hitting in Yankee Stadium. But it's going to make things dicey for daily play in the in terms of playing time. Uh, the Yankees are close to getting very close to getting Stanton and Judge back, so this makes things uh, a little unclear as to when Aaron Hicks comes back. You're going to see less of Brett Gardner in the lineup. Uh, Luke Voigt might lose a little bit for playing time. I don't know if he deserves that, and. Uh, you know what happens to Clint Frazier? This is this is good for the Yankees because it gives them depth, and you never know how if Stanton can stay healthy uh, for sure. But uh, it's good. it's going to make people well, you know, watch lineups much more carefully, and uh, you know, if you want to pay attention to that uh, on deck article uh, every night by by uh, Jaguar Lou on uh, Win Daily because uh, watching the Yankee lineup every day is going to be very interesting for DFS purposes. Yeah, they sort of already had a rotation plan for the infield when Didi came back, but now they're going to have to basically do the same thing between first base, outfield, and the DH spot, huh? I mean, like you said, you can never have enough bodies, but generally that's talked about when it comes to the pitching staff. Baseball players, in terms of regular players, generally like to play every day, and that may, that may not be the case for some really good players. As a Red Sox fan, I hate the Yankees see, getting more talent, so I'm trying to make up a problem any way I can. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on to, to uh, the Sunday slate, uh, which is very heavy. And before we do, uh, what's your weather outlook? We got some really minor spots. Any game in the Northeast could see a pop-up shower or thunderstorm. So that is Baltimore, Washington, in the Mets. Not a huge problem. There's going to be some rain in Cincinnati this morning, but that should be gone by the afternoon. And there's just another small risk of a, another pop-up shower or thunderstorm. So I think we're safe for bats everywhere. We'll just have to pay a little bit closer attention when it gets uh, close to lock about make sure arms are. Texas is at Cincinnati. Ariel Harado against Sonny Gray. Uh, at first glance, you would think Harado is somebody to attack, but you write in your pitching column today that he's a cheap arm. Sonny Gray has actually been better on the road than he's been at home, a 1-2 and two with a 4.09 ERA. So it might be okay if you throw a few of those lefty bats in there, uh, like Sin Chu Chu for 4,900, uh, Zdruba Cabrera for 4,100, and uh, Rough Odor has been playing uh, well recently for 4,100, and Nomar Mazar is only 4,300. But uh, you actually like Corrado as, uh, as a salary saver. He's only 7,500 on DraftKings. Yeah, when I made up my uh, prelim lineup, as you know, I just play on FanDuel right now. I usually just do one lineup. So it's a bit risky going for a cheap pitcher, but I want it. I've been seeing, well, everyone has seen, what's been going on at cores and I generally play the all day slate cause I'd like to pay attention all day and I want as many cores bats as I can. So doing that, I'm going to need a cheap pitcher and Gerardo fits that bill. His last 
three starts all on FanDuel fantasy points have 37, 37, and 40 fantasy points. And you may be like, well, what teams did he play? Well, he just pitched against the Red Sox at Fenway Park. He was at home against Baltimore and home against Kansas City. He's been good. Um, he's not an ace pitcher. He's not going to pitch a complete game shutout, but he'll give you six strikeouts and hopefully six innings and a quality start. Um, obviously, there is some risk that comes involved with this play. Of course, you know, but I guess that makes it a GPP, of course. Uh, then we move on to Baltimore against Boston. It'll be Brian Johnson uh, going against John Means, who I, I just don't think gets enough respect. You know, it's not like you can run a Boston stack out there today. If if anything, you know, you you might like the Baltimore hitters. Uh, actually, actually a little bit better than the Boston hitters. Uh, Means has a really tough changeup. Uh, you know, that's uh, that's something to consider. You know, that's they're saying that he has one of the best in the majors, actually. So uh, you you, you want to consider that uh, with some of these these bats for uh, for the Baltimore Orioles. You know, who are at home today. Uh, Trey Mancini's hitting 287 with eight home runs and 17 RBIs at home. Renato Nunez uh, hitting 281 with 10 home runs and uh, 22 RBIs at home. And, uh, you know, there, there's two bats that you could like right there from uh, from from the Orioles side. Scott, on FanDuel, there must be some sort of error. error. You said Nunez. Whenever there's a lefty and Brian Johnson's a lefty, and he probably won't go long because I don't think he's stretched out. He's been a reliever and uh, and hasn't pitched since early April for the Red Sox, actually. But Nunez is only $2,500 on FanDuel. $2,500. This guy mashes lefties. You're at a hitter's park, and Brian Johnson isn't very good. Oh, my gosh. I got to lock him in, and I hadn't locked him in my original lineup. So I'm getting him in there somewhere. Yeah, you look over on DraftKings and Nunez is four thousand, so uh, friend, friendly friendly prices as well there. And then you know, like I was talking about with John Means on the other side, uh, you know, not necessarily somebody I I I want to attack. Uh, although you can certainly consider JD Martinez, you know, in this matchup, you know, as long as as long as he's healthy. Who knows how long, how much longer he's going to stay healthy? Because, you know, that back has been uh, kind of balky. But uh, Means is not somebody I attack. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah, he's just been really good, and it's been a relevation for the the Orioles. You don't came out of nowhere. He's been their best pitcher, most consistent pitcher, and just simply isn't someone you attack uh, that you pick on that you stack. As hot as the Red Sox bats are. I'm not going to have one in my lineup today. He's just 7,600 on FanDuel, the, on, on a DraftKings. Do you consider him a contrarian tournament play at all? Yeah, for sure. Um, if, if you think you're not going to use any Red Sox bats, then you have to consider means. He's 8,100 on FanDuel. Um, I think I'm going to find some more value arms. We already mentioned Gerardo. Um but if I'm not going there, I'm probably going to spend up and go uh, with a more strikeout potential. I, I don't think Means is uh, – he, he struck out 7-5-7 seven, and seven his last uh, three starts, but still not double-digit potential. He hasn't had a double-digit strikeout game all year. 4-1 and one with a 157 ERA at home with 33 strikeouts and 34 
in 34 to third innings pitch. This is the third time he's facing the Red Sox. He's one and one with a 150 ERA against them. 12 innings pitch, seven strikeouts. So he hasn't struck out a lot of Red Sox so far. And he hasn't, this is the third time that he's seen them. So, you know, that's something you got to take into consideration. Uh, Los Angeles Angels at Tampa Bay Rays. Griffin Canning uh, against uh, Ryan Stanek, who's going to be the opener. Uh, you know, so you really can't attack that uh, that Angels lineup with with any sort of pitching matchup. How are you feeling about Griffin Canning in this road start? Well, Canning's been very good, but. And th- that has been reflected in his pricing coming up, 8300 on FanDuel. Very consistent. He has swing and miss stuff. Five, eight, five, 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 six strikeouts his last five starts there. Now that's six starts. But much like Means, I don't see a 10 strikeout game. He doesn't last tremendously deep in games. Six, 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 five, seven, four, and two thirds. Basically, the Angels are being a little bit careful with their top prospect. And that makes perfect sense. Um, on the other side, so in summary, Canning's a good player. He's a good pitcher. He's probably not going to be my fan duel pitcher at 8,300. Um, Stanek's opening. Any idea who will be the primary reliever? I know they rotate between like Chirinos, but he's been starting. Beeks, um, I'm not sure who else would be in the running for the primary pitcher. Yeah, we're gonna have to play wait and see with that. Yeah. Uh, with with Canning so far, only three road starts, uh, one of one with a three ninety four ERA, but uh, the strikeouts have been there on the road. Uh, he's sixteen innings pitch, eighteen strikeouts. Yeah. Uh, so that's something to consider as well. Uh, he has strikeout stuff. He has a wipeout slider. If if you can, anyone. Could want to watch a good slider. Watch his slider and, and see the movement he has on it from east to west. It's a pretty remarkable pitch. Then we have a interesting pitching matchup in uh, in Detroit. It would seem like uh, Trevor Bauer is uh, one of the favorite plays of the day, but he hasn't been so consistent recently. And uh, it's not going to be easy for the Indians on the other side because they're going to be facing Spencer Turnbull. Who, uh, you know, in my eyes, has been uh, kind of underrated so far. He's, uh, you know, he's 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 got a 278 ERA, a 126 WHIP. Uh, then you look at the, the splits. Uh, he's been a little bit better on, on the road. At home, he has yet to win a game. Uh, run support will be an issue. You probably don't want to use Turnbull, although he can't chase win predict wins. He's 0-3 with a 316 ERA at home. Yeah, as Jason and I talked about yesterday, generally we're at the point in the season, we've actually been there for a few weeks, that there's some teams you look to pick on with pitching, and and the Tigers certainly are one of them. That's why Bauer obviously stands out. He has the most potential. He's going against one of the worst lineups in baseball. But like you said, very up-and-down season. You You never really know what's showing up on him. And if you just look at the... Most of the statistics, Turnbull has been almost as good as Bauer, um, or better in some. In that being said, I'm not going to spend up for Bauer at 11,300 on FanDuel today. I'm going to try to get my arms elsewhere. But I don't blame you if you do. I mean, that, that 14, 15 strikeout game, uh, complete game shutout is coming for him, and the potential is there. I just don't know if it's today. 
All right, it'll be an interesting pitching matchup for two guys who are pitching really well lately. Uh, St. Louis Cardinals at the Mets. Uh, like you said, there might be some weather concerns there. Dakota Hudson against Jason Vargas, who's actually turned out to be the best pitter in, pitcher in New York City, uh, you know, since, since early in the season. You know, over the last month and a half or so, he's he's actually been the best pitcher statistically on the on either the Mets or the Yankees and Dakota Hudson has actually pitched really well uh as of late but uh Jason Vargas has not has not allowed more than three earned runs in a start since uh when you when you when you look back his last uh his last eight starts he has not allowed more than three earned runs and eight only three earned runs in, in two in two of them. So, you know, knee-jerk is uh, Jason Vargas isn't good at baseball. Uh, let's stack against him. You know, I, you certainly can't run a, a Cardinal stack, you know, the way that, uh, you know, the way that that the Cardinals have been hitting. You know, they've showed a little bit more offense in this series, which they've taken two of the first three. But, you know, Vargas is, is a guy as the Mets look for a split. You know, he's actually turned out to be their ace. Meanwhile, Dakota Hudson has pitched very well uh, himself. You know, he has not allowed more than three earned runs dating back to April 15th. You know, that is, that is a string of uh, of 10, 10 starts that he's not allowed more, more than three earned runs. And he's only allowed one earned run in each of his last three starts. And uh, both these guys are price-friendly on FanDuel. Dakota Hudson's 7,400. Jason Vargas, 8,000. You really don't look at strikeouts for uh you know for either one of these pitchers you know that's a problem although Hudson did strike out six against Miami yeah I can't agree with you more seems like a pitching matchup um in at City's field uh it's interesting how you said it he's probably been the best pitcher in New York City and in forever like you said DFSers were just like stack against Vargas stack against Vargas well yeah we can't necessarily just do that rule of thumb anymore um you mentioned the two out of three the St. Louis has taken and, and how their bats haven't come alive. Man, if you take a couple of the bullpen innings away, their bats have really been quiet this weekend. So, yeah, I don't think we can use any bats in this game, but I don't think I have the cajones to, to use Vargas. And like you said, Hudson's strikeout uh, upside is rather limited as well. Pittsburgh's at Miami. Chris Archer has been so bad to the point that uh, you might want to actually consider using a few Marlins in this game. Sandy Alcantara, you can never, you never tell what you're going to get. Of course, you could always spend the 5,100 on Josh Bell and hope for the homer, but you never know what you're going to get any time out. If you're going to go with some Marlins, uh, Garrett Cooper's hitting 317 with 10 RBIs at home. Uh, Jorge Alfaro's hitting 316 with three home runs, 11 RBIs, 10 runs scored. At home, you know, they, there's somebody else that you, you consider as well if you're going to consider any Miami hitters. Yeah, I mean, what what did um, Archer give up? Six home runs in his last start, and I think I've seen over his last five, he's given up 15 home runs. And obviously in DFS, we home run chase. So if we want to continue on that path, let's find some Marlins that hit home runs. Austin Dean. 2400 will he be leading off probably not with the righty on righty matchup but maybe you go to curtis grandison then 2700 dollars um hit a homer friday night 
like you said, Garrett Cooper, $3,200 on FanDuel. Uh, Brian Anderson, $2,800 on FanDuel. All very affordable players. We know Archer's going to give up two home runs at least today. Hey, even in a pitcher's ballpark. Uh, the Phillies at the Braves. Uh, the Phillies not announced their starter yet. Mike Folinevich is obviously somebody that you want to attack. So you're, you're definitely considering Philly stack here. Bryce Harper at 4,500. Cesar Hernandez at 3,600. Uh, Jay Bruce is injured right now. It's too bad. Otherwise, he would be in that lineup. Nick Williams is only only uh, 3,000. Scott Kingery's on fire. I don't care what the splits are. <laughs> you know, with Scott Kingery right now, he's uh, he's 40, he's 4,900. I'll, I'll take him about a, a it's just any pitcher right now. Uh, JT Real Muto, uh, we have to wait to see on his injury status from uh, the Saturday night game. Gene Segura is hitting 301 at home with uh, with with uh, 26 runs scored. Somebody else you have to consider as well. In a lot of these Phillies hitters, a little bit cold, so they're a little bit priced down on Fandalore. I'm looking. Mikel Franco, ton of power. But it's been cold, twenty six hundred dollars. Yeah, will he even be in the lineup? He won't be, or yeah, you got to make sure. He is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these guys and Scott Kingery, thirty two hundred dollars. All of a sudden, this guy went from uh, he was one of the first to sign that long term contract before he even played in a major league game right at the beginning of last year, and sort of struggled through an injury plague season and started off slow this year. Didn't even have a spot on the team or starting spot, excuse me, and all of a sudden, he's basically their best player the last two weeks. So, yeah, lock in Kingery, find a bat or two around him. You mentioned Bryce Harper. Maybe he gets it going in a park that's great for left-handed hitters at 4,200 on FanDuel and, and see what happens. All right, moving right along, we got Arizona against Washington. Archie Bradley's going to be the opener for Arizona. This will be his first start since 2016, so he's likely not going to be uh, stretched out. Then you have Anibal Sanchez. You know, overall, the numbers don't look good for Anibal Sanchez, but uh, he's actually been p- pitching better recently. You know, kind of scares me though with his with his xFIP like uh, well over five at this point. Uh, I feel like with Anibal Sanchez, he's been very inconsistent recently and over the last few years. But he's on a hot streak right now. You know, so maybe this is a guy that. Uh, you consider him at all for uh, for for GPP play? Uh, he's he's only eighty two hundred on DraftKings right now. Uh, the other side, we really don't know what to do. You know, in terms of uh, you know using some of these Washington hitters here uh, when we when we really don't know how long Bradley's going to go. Yeah, I mean we have that same conundrum with the Angels with the Tampa Bay though. Tampa Bay. As long as we do a little bit of research, it can be more predictable about who they're going to use for their primary pitcher. Arizona, this is the first I've heard of Arizona going with the opener philosophy. Yeah, so you really have no idea. They may do a complete mix and match. I don't know who their long reliever is. Um, But Washington is swinging the bats well, and I'm sure this philosophy will scare some people off them. So if you want to use a Rendon or Soto or – and eaten someone like that. Matt Adams hit a home run yesterday. Those guys are going to be in play. Matt Adams will probably be in the lineup against a righty starter, but I guess the danger is is that 
if a lefty reliever comes in and pitches several innings, he could be pinch hit for. Well, you look at uh, Anibal Sanchez. He says he has four earned runs in his last four starts, two earned runs in his last four starts, and he's allowed one earned run or less in five of his last six. And uh, the last two were against the White Sox, but one of those was against Atlanta, and the other was what was against Philadelphia. Uh, against Philadelphia on May 5th, uh, only went four and two-thirds innings, but uh, still didn't allow any earned runs. And he has seven strikeouts in two of his last three. So how are you feeling about Anibal Sanchez as a value here? Uh, much like Means and the other pitcher, he's been, that we talked about earlier, he's been great at run prevention. Just the strikeout side. You mentioned seven. Th- that seems to be a ceiling for me. Uh, I just don't, I don't have the cajones to, to, to roster Animal Sanchez on a one-pitcher site. Like FanDuel, if I'm gonna go that cheap, I'm gonna go cheaper. He's 7,400 on FanDuel, but more likely than not, I want to spend up. But if you want to use him, obviously he's been pitching very well. And I guess the other thing you got to worry about though is the Diamondback bats are scorching right now with Marte and Escobar, and man, they're really ripping the cover off the ball. So that has to worry you a little bit as well. Should be a lot of runs scored in the Yankees-White Sox. James Paxton just looking really bad coming off uh, his shortest outing of the season. Uh, he's 9,500, and uh, there are some White Sox backs to certainly like. Jose Abreu, 4,300 on DraftKings, and uh, against lefties hitting 333 with uh, with eight RBIs and nine runs scored. Lurie Garcia hitting 333. Uh against lefties as well. Uh, so there's two you can consider right there. Uh, Tim Anderson hitting 290 with two home runs, seven, seven RBIs, and four steals against uh, against lefties as well. And uh, Yonder Alonso hitting 263 with three home runs and 11 RBIs against lefties. You know, White Sox may, may be something of a tournament stack there. And then you got the Yankees going against journeyman type or uh, them as Despagnier. And uh, it's just a question of you know, which Yankees do you just like the most here? Because the Yankees stack, I think, is going to be very, very popular today. It's, it's, uh, it, it, it prob- probably, you know, best cash game stack of the day. Uh, and uh, Didi Gregorius so far hitting 381 on the road. If Clint Frazier's on the lineup, he's at 341 with seven home runs and 24 RBIs on the road. DJ LeMay, who's been great, 333, 22 RBIs, 22 runs scored on the road. Uh, Glaber Torres hitting 306 with uh, 10 RBIs on the road. Even Cameron Mabins hitting 305. Uh, You know, he could be a punt on the road. Luke Voigt uh, with 11 home runs and 24 road RBIs. How about your man in Canacion? Is he going to be suited up? Will he be in the lineup? Oh, uh, you're asking me a question I don't have the answer to. Yeah, I mean, he may be. I mean, he was acquired yesterday afternoon, and there would be no reason. Obviously, they were in Seattle. I think they're playing, right? Or where was Seattle playing? I can look that up myself, too. Uh, if he's in the lineup, that'd be interesting to see if he's in it. Yeah, they were. Uh, no, they were in Oakland, so a West Coast team. But, <clears throat> yeah, the Yankee stack looks really good. And how about another White Sox bat? Uh, James McCann, who's absolutely crushing lefties to th- this year, 
He did play last night in a night game, so you don't know if he'll be catching in a day game. That's always something on Sundays you got to look for if the catchers, the regular catchers, get a day off. All right, we got uh, Toronto and Houston. I'm always in favor of attacking Trent Thornton. Uh, Brad Peacock at 8,800 looks like a really good start on DraftKings. As far as attacking Thornton, you got you got a few guys you can do this with. Uh, Alvarez has just been crazy good, uh, hitting 471 with four home runs and eight RBIs at home so far. Uh, then you have Michael Brantley hitting 309 with six home runs, 18 RBIs at home. Tony Kemp is hitting 290 uh, at home. Alex Bregman hitting 273, seven home runs, 22 RBIs at home. And uh, I think you got to like Peacock against the Jays too. Yeah, all that you just said is very true. Uh, look for yesterday, Houston faced a lefty, so they had a lot of their righty-heavy lineups. Today, they face a righty, so look for, like like you mentioned, Tony Kemp to be back in the lineup. Uh, Miles Straw will probably be in the lineup, though he had to play yesterday as well um, because uh, Jake Marisnik was injured. But yeah, look for some cheap Houston bats in there. Fisher has been di- uh, dropped to the AAA level look at josh reddick at 3100 he made that lead off against thornton and as you said you like picking on thornton he's the sort of the vargas type where you can just roster and stack against him and you're probably gonna do okay thornton is just not a good major league pitcher kansas city of minnesota i'm all about stacking against jacob Yunus, mitch garver uh well, actually, if, if Jason Castro plays in this game, he's only 4,300. Max Kepler at 4,900. Eddie Rosario at 4,700. Marwin Gonzalez picking up a little bit uh, recently at 3,900. Uh, you know, definitely going to attack against Eunice. What do you think against uh, Martin Perez? Uh, he's been up and down recently, but he's facing Kansas City here, and he's only 7,300 on DraftKings. Yeah. The price drop is huge, only 8000 on FanDuel. There's very few pitchers. You mentioned Peacock has a good upside, but Martin Perez matches his upside, and it's cheaper than Peacock. So you have to like it. I mean, and the key thing about Perez is he strikes out people. He, Even though he hasn't been going deep in games his last three starts with only five, four, and two-thirds innings and two and two-thirds innings, he's still been striking out people. The problem is, is he's been walking a ton of people and getting deep pitch counts and not being able to go in the game. Kansas City should be a good matchup against him, though most of Kansas City's good bats are right-handed with Merrifield, Mondesi, and O'Hearn, and Jorge Soler coming to mind. So it's not a, a, a picking, pitching choice without some risk, but which one is? On the other side of the, the, the plate or the uh, dugout, you mentioned Minnesota bats. You have to love them. They've been held in check the last couple of days, but you have to wonder, worry if J- Jacob Junis is going to be able to do that. Unleash some Twins bats if you can afford them. Yeah, batting average against is definitely uh, veered towards lefties against Eunice, but he's allowed 14 homers, seven to each side of the plate. So you can even consider C.J. Crone at 4,600 on DraftKings. San Diego is at Colorado. Uh, I think it's obvious you want to stack uh, against against uh, Nick Marjavicious. And uh, Peter Lambert, you know, looking good his first time out. Uh, do you consider Lambert at all at home? We've seen the last – this is pretty crazy. I think the last three nights, 
I've used a course pitcher. Last night it was Marquez. The night before was, uh, who was that the night before? It was a Colorado guy. And they've not been able to last deep in games. And then the bullpen almost invariably chokes away the lead just because a million runs have been scored here. So using Lambert is <laughs> comes with some upside, but some risk as well. Probably not someone I'm going to go to in cash. But like you said, Marge Vicious is a borderline major league pitcher and Colorado is going to get to him. So you got to just figure out which guys am I going to spend up for? Um, one cheap bat for Colorado that you may consider is Chrissy Anetta. He did not start against the left-hander yesterday, even he, though he's a right-handed batter, but he will probably be in the lineup today against another lefty. And he's only 3000 on FanDuel. So what you got to do is obviously everyone's going to go with a lefty, go with Arenado and Story. Well, you can't just go Arenado and Story with their prices on FanDuel. They're 4800 each and be able to afford anything else much. So you got to try to find some cheap bats, and Ionetta is probably a good choice. Take a look at uh, Chase Anderson. He's an interesting play today. 3-1 and one with 380 ERA. Uh, he's got 46 strikeouts and 42 and two-thirds innings pitched. Uh, 1-0 with a 363 ERA and a few no decisions uh, on the road. Going against San Francisco, uh, only 8,300 on DraftKings. Interesting play, especially tournament-wise. Then Jeff Samarge is somebody I want to tack on the other side. You know, always with that Milwaukee lineup. you got to spend up. Uh, Christian Yelich is 5,800. Mike Moustakis is 5,300. 5, uh, Yasmani Grandal, 5,000. Eric Thames, 4,800. Travis Shaw, you can save a little money with 3,000, but it's not going to be easy to run that Milwaukee stack. No, it's not going to. They're expensive. You mentioned Chase Anderson. We look at some things in pitching. You look, is he pitching in a pitcher's ballpark? Yes, he's pitching in the best pitcher's ballpark. Is he going against a bad hitting team? Yes. San Francisco is one of the worst hitting teams, not just in Oracle, but on the road as well. Luckily, they are at Oracle today. Chase Anderson, does he strike out batters? You just said he's striking out more than a batter in inning. Is he lasting deep in games? Not necessarily. The last start, he did go six innings, which, which is his longest of the season. So maybe he's getting stretched out a little bit. What's there not to like about Chase Anderson at 6,600 on FanDuel? You just uh, sort of talked me out of Toronto from Texas and going to Chase Anderson. He's in a better spot. Oh, okay. I'm able to change his mind. How about yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, moving right along to our final game of the day uh, that we're going to talk about. Seattle is at Oakland. You got Mike Leake. Uh, you know, we talk about Vargas. He usually knee-jerk to start start guys against Mike Leake, but I've been saying this again at the beginning of the season that, you know, Leake, who's uh, been rumored to actually uh, you know, be on the trade block as Seattle continues to, uh, you know, tear everything apart, is uh, you know, he might be attractive to some teams because Leake isn't as bad as people just make him out to be. Uh, you know, he's 5-6 and six with a 4.26 ERA. You know, people talk about him like he's got an 8.26 ERA. And uh, in his last three starts, he has allowed three earned runs or less than just six total. He, he's, in, he's inconsistent, but, 
you know, he's had some good turns this year. So it's not like I want to run a stack against Mike Leak. On the other side, maybe I'll do it against Tanner Anderson. You got Omar Navarez hitting 333 with six home runs, 14 RBIs on the road. D Gordon's hitting 327 with 12 RBIs and seven steals and 13 runs scored in rogue games. JP Crawford starting to pick it up, hitting 308 on the road. Uh, Domingo Santana is somebody I love against Tanner Anderson, 301 with nine home runs and 29 RBIs on the road. And you also got Tom Murphy, who has four home runs and eight RBIs on the road. So I'm thinking about a Seattle stack here. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, I I was like, wait, J.T. Crawford, he came back on Friday night and he's their starting shortstop. Not a bad choice there, 2,600 on FanDuel. Mac Williamson, if he's in the lineup, tons of power, very inconsistent, can barely – uh, put the ball on bat on the ball though, but when he does, it flies. Is very cheap at twenty four hundred dollars. We know Oakland isn't a hitter's park, and that's helping the prices go keep be affordable. But if you want to spend up for an arm, yeah, look for some cheap uh, Seattle bats. D Gordon, you mentioned three thousand. Malik Smith has been a great leadoff hitter since being recalled from AAA. Thirty two hundred dollars, very affordable. And then on the other side, yeah, I'm not going to pick on Leak. Uh, he's sort of the right-handed version of Vargas, so he hasn't been as good. His last three starts, he hasn't. He's given up three, one, and two earned runs respectively. Uh, actually, two starts ago, he pitched a complete game against a depleted Houston lineup. So you got to put sort of an asterisk on that. But he he hasn't been blown up, like you said. Yeah, stacks are like uh, Minnesota Yankees, Colorado, and the Phillies. Uh, you want to see. You want to see Mark's favorite pitchers, uh, then you have to go to the website and uh, check out his complete pitching breakdown for today. And don't forget, we now have uh, Win Daily uh, Premium Gold uh, also on the website with everything great uh, for so from Mark's weather reports to our Slack channel. We can keep chat with Mark and other experts uh, throughout the day and a ton of under, other uh, tools and features. So thanks for listening and have a, a happy Father's Day.